T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. It's been an extremely busy Wednesday around here. And Perloff, uh, amazingly, like as the dust settles on the NFL trade deadline, the two biggest moves I think we could say were the 49ers getting Christian McCaffrey, which happened last week. Mm-hmm. And I think yesterday the Miami Dolphins trading a first-round pick for Bradley Chubb constitutes as the second biggest yep. move. Yep. And I think the question is for the Dolphins, like, is this going to pay off? Now, I get what they're doing. You see an opening, right? You see that, you know, you got the best two teams in the AFC, which I think everyone believes are the Bills and the Chiefs in whatever order you put them in. And then after that, I don't know. You know, the Raiders aren't playing as well as we thought. The Broncos aren't doing as well as we thought. I think the Ravens are going to end up being a good team, but the Chargers aren't doing as well. We just saw the Bengals, you know, get blown out by the by the Browns. Like, there's just so much uncertainty that I think the Dolphins recognized a moment and went all in. The question is, are they going to regret it? Because, first of all, you trade a first-round pick for Bradley Chubb. That yeah. means you should extend him and give him a contract extension. Obviously. Right. You, you better. I, although the Rams th- couldn't extend Von Miller, even though they wanted to. They traded for him last year. But, Not a first-round pick. Yeah, uh, and also he's older. So I think yeah. it's different. But you you have to assume, if you're going to make this trade, there's so much pressure on you to pay him big money. Well, And you give all the leverage to the player. It's like, you just I, gave up I, a first-rounder. You know, this, this happened with Larry Tunsil, if you remember that situation. Totally. But, so now you have to pay him. So now you're paying a guy who is a great pass rusher. He's young. He's explosive. Awesome. He's also injury prone. Yep. Two out of the four full seasons that he's been in the NFL have been marred by injury. So how comfortable are you giving major money to someone, to Bradley Chubb, who is great, but who's also had this injury history? Well, I think the NFL, first of all, they seem to ignore injury history. McCaffrey, the, the, the <laughs> yeah, Niners put in, put in big resources to get McCaffrey. The, the Dolphins, obviously, I think we're going to get to it, ignoring any injury history with Tua as well, yeah. who, forget the concussions, Tua is a guy who basically had a Bo Jackson hip and other injuries. Remember, he had the ankles that were tied together? Remember his, like, weird ankle surgery at Alabama? So I think teams just take risk on medical. Now, you understand in the, in the near term, uh, just reading about all about the trade, they never got to the quarterback unless they blitz. And when they blitz, they let up all these big plays. So they really weren't that competitive on defense without Chubb. And he's had, he's been fired this year. He's winning. He's winning. There's only two guys who have a better win rate as pass rushers this this season. So I get all that. Now, I think the interesting conversation is what you just brought up. How close are they really? Are they now you said Buffalo and Kansas city are one and two. There's no, there's no 
honor in being third. Who cares? Can they make any noise against a team like Buffalo? Are they looking at Cincinnati last year and saying, hey, maybe there's an in? And that seems like a stretch to me. I can't tell if they're all, if they're being delusional. Now, listen, they already beat the Bills. They beat them fair and square. Who cares if it was 90 degrees? The Dolphins were ready to play that game, and the Bills obviously ran 90 offensive plays, and Josh Allen couldn't, couldn't walk, yeah. basically, by the end of the game. <laughs> so are they deluding <laughs> yeah. themselves? It's hard to tell, I think, because if you're going to just look at, like, individual games, like, is it that it's not that impressive in the way that they beat Pittsburgh. It's not that impressive in the way that they beat the Lions. But I don't think you need to go for style points here. Like, I still think that the Dolphins are a really good team, even if they're not, like, dominating in terms of final scores and stuff like that. Yeah, also, I don't think they have to get to the Super Bowl to make this trip. First of all, it's a Niners pick, and the Niners are 4-4 four and four right now. Probably going to end up getting a little hot now. They're healthy again. Yeah, it's going to be a so, little pick. It'll probably be a 20, somewhere between 20 and 25. So I don't know that how much. And teams don't seem to like when they have other people's picks. They can't wait to trade those picks. They're like <laughs> house money. It's bizarre. <laughs> but well, it I don't who think, you are. Yeah. I think the Dolphins, look at who they are as a roster. They have to pay somebody on defense. They just don't have Well, they have high-paid corners, but they've been uh, in. Yeah, they don't have a lot invested. You know, they have those young defensive linemen who aren't getting home. So I think they looked at this and said, I don't know if the it's not Super Bowl or bust because of this deal, is it? I think they say, well, we you know, we get it. Chubb's so young. That's why I'm saying this. Yeah. This is a move that also could have future dividends. Good to help you for the future. I yeah. totally understand. I don't think it was risky necessarily. It will be the contract that will be risky. You know Yeah, that's a good point. Because if you are I mean, listen, you start getting to pass rushers like Bradley Chubb, the money gets real big real fast. Yeah, then, but you're going to have to pay that. They're going to have to sign a pass rusher at some point. I get it. And now the other part of this comes in, which is about Tua. The big decision that's going to come at the end of the season. Now, Tua's been excellent when he's been healthy. When he's started games, start to finish, they've won every time. He has, I think, quieted a lot of the doubters. Leads the league in passer rating. No, I mean... It's I, unbelievable. I, Tua's... I think we can all agree, like, Tua is excellent when he's healthy. The problem is, is that he has two extremely high-profile concussions. Whatever you want to call the first one against yeah. the Bills. I mean, he's wobbling around there. And then the second one, obviously, remember, against the Bengals. So, the reason why they're coming up to a big decision is because at the end of your third year, when you're a first-round pick, the team has to decide whether they pick up your fifth-year option. Now, if you don't, you play out your fourth year, and then you become a free agent. If you do, then you get the fourth year and the fifth year for about $20 million, considering where he was drafted. Right. Is it a no-brainer that they pick up the fifth uh, year? Yeah. That's, that what if that, he gets another concussion? The, maybe, but still, a fifth-year option is such a safety blanket for a quarterback because that's backup quarterback money. Almost. It's, oh. it's, it's closer <laughs> to backup than his starting quarterback money. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to immediately sign that. Just be, it's not Sam Darnold. It's not a guy. Uh, it's not where Daniel Jones was last year. Yeah, I think it's just not a lot of quarterback money. It's not something that scares you. But I think the bigger issue here is if Tua does not work out, they gave up a draft pick that wasn't going to be high enough to get a quarterback anyway. Yeah. They are set up for a veteran. They're That's not, they're not going to draft a guy and rebuild. No. I, this is not setting up for another draft pick. This is setting up for we're going to make our team as good as humanly possible, mm. and then we'll see if a veteran quarterback shakes loose and do they have a higher ceiling. That, well, Tua has a really high ceiling, so I don't want to put it that way. But once you – if you – and I'll knock on wood for him. Nobody wants to see this. Nobody wants to see him have a third concussion. But he's also a smaller quarterback. Yeah. And if that oh, – listen, you can get concussions if you're a 350-pound lineman. So I don't want to say it's about size, but – 
I mean, he gets thrown around back there. Yeah, but Drew Brees played forever. And, you know, guys have come back. Aaron Rodgers in his Super Bowl year had, yep. I know he had multiple concussions. Yep. Tom Brady's had a million concussions, according to Giselle. I know, but the yeah. high-profile nature of Tua's concussions. I know. You no, You can't absolutely. hide. Like, they're not going to be able to hide this. And then if you get a third one, we've talked to Chris Nowinski before from the Concussion Legacy Foundation. I mean, you're not just talking about football. You're talking about your life being affected. It's true, but Miami is a glass half full. <laughs> I guess they're no, just I looking don't... at the positive. No, they're happy. Of... This is exciting for the Dolphins yeah. for the first time in a long time. But actually, it's kind of fun to think about if they were going to go for a veteran quarterback. Is it Brady or Bust? Because is it Rodgers? See, I think the Brady. Who, Ooh, who, who I would think... sneak free? Lamar? I think the Brady ship sailed. I mean, once yeah. the owner gets docked that draft pick for tampering, I don't think you can bring him in. I mean, maybe you can. You got to have a real set. But I, I don't I don't I think the Brady situation is done. You Was don't they, think so? Wait, what did they finally get? Oh, right, tampering. right. They got him on the tamper, not the tanking. No, I th- I think Brady's getting too old anyway. I mean, listen, if if Baltimore doesn't get it done with Lamar Jackson, clearly Miami will be his first choice by fifty miles. So I, I think they might be considering that and that that'd be pretty good. That yeah, would not be a bad see, consolation prize. I don't see Baltimore letting him go. Well, they're gonna tag him this year. Tag him. Tag him again. Then free agent, and then see what happens. I don't. I don't know. know. Uh, you we know, still have no clarity on this Lamar Jackson situation. Cousins did two tags, and he was out of there. So Dak I, Prescott too, right? I don't think Dak did. Dak do a second tag? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. But he stayed. I'm saying Cousins did two tags and, and left, left from yeah. Minnesota. So if they if Lamar gets into a second tag, there's no way a long term deal is getting there because there's going to be so much bad blood at that point. I agree. Uh, and also Rodgers, you know, Rodgers would be interesting. He, Would Rodgers finish his... And first of all, I hate, like, writing Tua out of town. Like, Tua's played great when... I mean, he's played really you're, well. You're talking worst-case scenario. I'm talking worst-case scenario. the concussions got out of control. I think that Miami is building the team. I thought this before the season, and I still think it now. Even though Tua's playing well, I think they're building the team for whoever's playing there next year. And I don't know if that means they're going to pick up the fifth yeah. option. See, I... But I think... I disagree a little bit. I do think that they think they're in play this year. No, I think they, they think they're in play. Definitely. Why yeah. wouldn't they? They should think they're in play. Yeah, I mean, the playoffs have been crazy in recent years. Like I said, the Bengals made it last year. A 10-7 and seven with not that much talent. Listen, you never know what's going to happen. Maybe you play, you know, you draw the Bills. You have to go to Buffalo. Maybe you get an unseasonably warm day. Maybe the Bills get knocked out in the second round. That happened last year. Maybe yeah. Buffalo is actually a team that's built for a dome. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they just got a running back who they're going to start having a more robust run game. I don't know. All yeah. these things are on the table. I mean, the other thing, too, is you don't want to go to Kansas City either. It's no, not like Kansas don't. City is chopped liver. That it is... just feels like a two-team race in the AFC. Uh, and then Baltimore's got a really easy schedule coming up, so they could get a home field over the Dolphins. Just traded for Roquan Smith. Yeah, that seems a little unfair, by the way. Uh, <laughs> there, are there other teams that need Roquan Smith? The Bravens create linebackers out of nowhere. But anyway, I want Ro- Roquan Smith. I know. Stu, your Raiders could use a Roquan Smith. Could use about 11 Roquan Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you need Max Crosby. That's true. So you need yeah. 10. 10. 10 and Max Crosby. Yeah, that'll fix it. Sorry, <laughs> Samter, you, you look like you want to say something. No, yeah. I was just going back to what you, just when you were talking about the double franchise and you talk about Kirk Cousins and them leaving. Like, man, Washington would love to have Kirk Cousins right now. Who would have thought 
that like Taylor letting Heineke, Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins walk. Is that the same thing? <laughs> I mean, well, actually, I don't know. Kirk Cousins has been successful. He's six and one right now. He's done pretty well in Minnesota. Like Washington is kicking themselves for letting Kirk Cousins walk. When they got T.J. Hawkinson yesterday, yeah. did you guys all think the same thing? Huh? Can Kirk Cousins actually win with this team? Does it matter if they're all in? I know the Vikings are all in. Yeah. But isn't there a ceiling in your head about how far Kirk Cousins can go? Yes. And maybe that's like a bad anti-Cousins bias that we have. Maybe it's his failures in primetime. I don't know what it is. But I, when I think of Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, I do not think of Kirk Cousins. Yes. We, and we're all like that. But that's all, his playoff failures. That's why. This year feels different, though. Zadarius Smith and that defense is all over the place. Dalvin Cook. And you have Justin Jefferson. I can throw to Justin Jefferson. Like at this point, like I don't think it even matters who the quarterback is. That team is so good from top to bottom that Kirk Cousins is just he's Trent Dilfer. Well, he's I think he's better than Trent Dilfer. Agreed. But all he has to be, I think, at this point is Trent Dilfer. Yeah, Trent Dilfer had an all time defense. Yeah, the Vikings defense, I know (laughs) Harry Smith. Are they that good? (laughs) They're they're not they're not Ravens two thousand good, but they're good enough. Are they the best defense in the league? That's where I mean you have to be. Yeah. They're they're in the top five, I think. And then you have mm. a top five running back and the maybe the best receiver in the league also to go along with now one of the top five tight ends in the league. Like I think that there's enough there that Kirk Cousins doesn't have to be the guy. That's really interesting. I never thought of the Vikings. You could definitely be right, but I've never thought of the Vikings as like a top five kind of defense. Um no, I don't think of that. I don't think of them that way. Also, I mean, when are we gonna start buying in on the Vikings? You know, we yeah. had a caller a couple days ago was telling us why are we ever, no. everyone sleeping on them disrespect yeah that's a really great question I I don't know it's we have these biases like I thought all year long that the Packers and the Bucks were going to turn around any day I have trouble letting go of the idea it's hard to imagine Tom Brady not being good and Kirk Cousins having playoff success these these are hard <laughs> things to do this is what stranger <laughs> things is the upside down 855-212-4CBS let's go to Gary he's in New Jersey hey Gary how you been pretty good Maggie how you doing Carla what's up dude not so much I'm calling to uh talk about your uh all against the grain with Daniel Jones yeah, yeah. um I'm going to say that he was a winner. I thought the Giants were a winner, too. Being a Giants fan, I was glad that they didn't go after anything because they're way, they need way more than one piece to get over this hump. I think just the fact that the coaching has uh, established this great culture now, wonderful. Uh, but I wouldn't say that he's going to get tagged at the end of the year. I think Jones will still be a Giant, but I think they're going to offer him like a, like a three-year, $75, $80 million deal, and they're going to tag Saquon. Just for the money, because you're talking thirty plus million to tag Daniel Jones, but over thirteen million to tag Saquon. Why wow, is that a thing? To tagging Saquon? I hadn't thought about that, but that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I would do. That's what I would do because, like I said, you're saving a lot of money down the road. Daniel Jones is a he's an okay quarterback. I'm not going to say he's a good quarterback yet. He's not going to get a job anywhere else, and having his best year since his rookie year. Uh, this, this coaching combination is good for him. And I think, you know, another year or two, maybe it will be a good quarterback in the NFL, a serviceable one. But I would save some money that way and then go after free agents and just draft them. Yeah, I, and maybe Daniel Jones is like your bridge quarterback to your next I guy. So. Trubisky. I'll, I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah, I'll tell oh, you yeah, what. Thank you. I, the Giants bought themselves some time here. I, I don't know what kind of timeline they're on, but... They bought themselves, I think, some time. That's been the problem with the Giants over the last couple regimes. They 
the expectation has been, well, you Ooh. have this and that and this and this player and you're paying for this guy and why does the team stink so badly? And then two years later, you know, coach gets fired and then eventually the GM got fired. I think, Gary, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Giants fans trust Joe Shane, the general manager, and Brian Dayball, the coach, more and have more allegiance to those two guys now than they do Daniel Jones or any player. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean... You know, what they had before was just, you know, they were piecemealing it every year. And like you said, you know, quarterback, you, know, you get another coach comes on, and, you know, start the clock over again. Uh, you know, fans were getting sick of that. Uh, I think we've got our coach and GM for the foreseeable future. And, you know, what they got this year out of Daniel Jones was great. Um, but going forward, yeah, I think he's a bridge quarterback. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to be a free agent, not next year, maybe the year after to get another quarterback. But, yeah, definitely this is – 100% who we want to see there. Yeah. Gary, how's the beer going? Still brewing? The beer? Yeah, still brewing. I've got a holiday one carbonating, and I have an IPA carbonating as well. So it's all still going good. Fantastic. Great to hear from you. Thanks so much for weighing in on Daniel Jones. Appreciate that. I just don't know where the the ceiling for Jones, yeah. I think, is not what Brian Dayball is thinking about. Here. Yeah, yeah, but in the short term, I don't think they're going to be in draft position to get a guy who can play immediately. What about them for Aaron Rodgers? I don't know why we're talking about Aaron Rodgers' trades. I don't think think his contract is tradable, by the way. I mean, you're talking about wide receiver cores. Going from after this year in Green Bay, he's going to want some nice pass catchers. I don't know if the Giants. Not Richie James? Is that what you're saying? Uh, By the way, you guys want to go around the room and guess where the Vikings rank in team defense right now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. no, I I looked it up, so I have have a general answer. Man, that was like someone turning the lights on at a party. I was like, like, top five. Vikings defense. I never really thought about that. I wonder where they rank. This is like oh, when I the, when, when I the kick so Sorry, Mike. <laughs> I was kicks. so happy when I clicked on where they rank. They're, they're sixth in scoring for the NFC. So that sort of counts. Yeah. <laughs> they're sixth in scoring defense for the NFC. That's yeah. like, And Aaron Judge is the all-time American league home <laughs> yeah, run. Exactly. And listen, that counts. Yeah. It's something. When you have to put multiple caveats on it, I don't know. On it Thursdays, means. in right. the snow, after <laughs> yeah. 8 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, is a... Uh, that is uh, so basically has a good personality. Twenty fifth, lower. Ooh. Oh no, twenty <laughs> eighth. Yikes! And Oof. you know you typically rank defense by yards, uh, yards per game, and they're twenty eighth. I thought you ranked them typically by points allowed. Yards That's scoring. Is there. De- that's called scoring defense. Yeah, he said. What you're? They're sixth in the NFC in scoring defense. Sixth in the NFC. Yeah, yeah scoring, scoring defense. defense is much better. Yeah. But they're you the yards know, though does seem like it's a little bit flawed because like yeah. for example, the Bills give up tons of yards. Right, but when you say who's the number one offense, you're talking about yards. That's yeah. the default. Uh that's how you rank. I'm I'm almost sure that that's the way the NFL does it. You rank by yards. Uh, which is, by the way, t- t- you're right. It's totally a silly ranking. It doesn't mean anything because everyone's allowing all these yards now. But I think top five is a little rich for the Vikings defense. I didn't even realize you were talking about Washington would love to have Kirk Cousins. Rivalry game this weekend. Minnesota at Washington. Didn't even know. <laughs> I mean, of course, that's what I was talking about when I said it. <laughs> Man, that is a that is a red zone turn the channel game as fast as humanly possible. Well, not if you want to watch a little bit of TJ Hawkinson, new addition. TJ Hawkinson, best hair in the NFL. He looks like a mid-90s. No, I think Matt Collins has the best hair in the NFL. He came in, too. the hair was on point. Yeah, well, T.J. Hawkinson looks like Rod Dibble in 1994. <laughs> he has really had the greatest transformation, as has Matt Collins. Um, yeah, no, I, I think uh, Minnesota's defense, I want to watch it closely. I hope Heineke 
rips him up so he can come in Monday and make fun of you, Mike. Although I doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. Terry McLaurin, Moss and people, 855-212, like Stephon Gilmar, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up, which NFL team is setting up for a big fall in the second half? Maybe it's the Vikings. We've got that coming in just a moment. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff straight ahead. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Maggie Perloff, hanging out with you on this Wednesday. We got a lot to get to, including Perloff and I are going to pick one NFL team that we think is on the way up in the second half of the season and one NFL team that we think is on the way down in the second half of the season. We're going to bring that in just a moment, but I'm not sure if everyone is following this. There's like a pretty sizable scandal going on in the comedian world, the comic world, right? Yeah. I mean, was this like, is this a medium scandal? I don't know. I mean, big names. Big name. So right now, James Corden, who has had a little bit of trouble lately, he obviously got called out for uh, not being very nice to a waitress in a, a restaurant in New York. In New York City. That was Balthazar, right? One it of my was. old haunts. Yeah, that's uh, it's not too far away from our studio, in fact. And so that was something he had to apologize for on Instagram. And then now Ricky Gervais is accusing James Corden of stealing his joke. So... Do we have some audio of it? We've got both jokes. Okay. So let's hear who's first. Ricky Gervais first, and then we'll hear the James Corden see whether he stole it. Go ahead. That's like going into a town square, seeing a big notice board, and there's a notice, guitar lessons, and you go, but I don't want guitar lessons. <laughs> uh, there's a number here. All right, all that, right? Are you giving me guitar lessons? Yeah. I don't want any. <laughs> It's not for you then. Just walk away. <laughs> All right. I mean, maybe you had to be there. Yeah, I don't I actually don't, I don't totally know why that's funny. Joke. I mean, listen, the crowd was laughing. So maybe like the whole show had been setting up to that joke. You know how that goes? Yeah. Hey, anyway. I, let's hear maybe the next joke explains let's it. Let's see if James Corden tells this joke any better. If someone puts up a poster in a town square that says guitar lessons available, like you don't get people in the town go, I don't want to play the guitar. <laughs> Play the piano, you piece of <laughs> <laughs> someone in that sign 
wasn't for you. It was for somebody else. You don't have to get mad about all of it. And they are exactly the same. So that's a stolen joke. That's as we definitely say in the a stolen joke. <laughs> and not the great. It's so specific and it's not that great either. Yeah, if you're going to steal something, like, really steal the A stuff, right? So I, I heard a report that Ricky Gervais is not necessarily mad um, at... James. James. He thinks it might have been a show writer who stole the joke. Oh, man, throwing a writer under the bus on this one? I mean, those guys do read... They have a staff of writers, obviously, so that kind of makes sense that that's where it would come from. Uh, Sure, but, like, this is... I mean, I think this kind of counts as, as a pretty big scandal. We have an update on this. James Corden tweeted something. James Corden did tweet that he's had a bad month, that's for sure, James Corden. But he did tweet out, I inadvertently told a brilliant Ricky Gervais joke on the show last night, obviously not knowing it came from him. It's brilliant because it's Ricky Gervais. You can watch all of Ricky's excellent specials on Netflix. But, like, he's saying, <laughs> I obviously didn't know it came from him, right? Is that okay, then, if it came from a different comedian? Is it only not okay because no. it came from <laughs> Ricky it Gervais? Got called on it's it? cool to steal other, writer, uh, other comedians' jokes, just not Ricky's. I mean... I, I see how he's, you know, no, trying to make it right there, but didn't that seem a little bit like uh Well, he obviously got fed the joke. I mean, yes. that, that's what he's saying. He's saying without saying this is yeah. on the writers. Uh, I think that was okay because he did pay tribute to Ricky Gervais. I actually, I think it was pretty clever by uh, James Corden to use that as a way to get out of this. Yeah, I mean, he should be clever. He's a comedian. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's going to have like a nice tweet to, and, you know, tweet their way out of it. I don't know how clever a- he is. First, he apologized for yelling at a waiter. Then he backtracked on yelling at a waiter. Then he called out the waiter for being yelled at. It's a whole thing. So, like, I, I don't know how clever James Corden can be at times. I, I love him. I think he's funny. Yeah, that but, restaurant thing was in the news for way too long. Way too long. I don't know that he... Uh, is he a great stand-up comedian, though? He's just a great talk show host and a great uh, car karaoke guy. I don't know <laughs> that he does stand-up. Have you guys ever heard him do stand-up? Well, I mean, this wasn't stand-up. Uh, this yeah. was on his show, and he was actually having right. a back-and-forth with another guy on the show as well, which I cut that part out because yeah. we just wanted to hear... See, part. It's funny. I don't think of James Corden is that super, super funny. I think of him really? as a, a musical star. Like, that's the best thing he does. Carpool karaoke by miles. Well, he's also really good when he hosts award shows like the Tonys and stuff. Oh, is he good at that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he's very clever. He's very good in front of a crowd. And like, if you watch his show, come on. Big. If he couldn't sing and dance, he would not be. But that's had, what. That's the, the top twenty highlights of his career are singing with different people. But here's the question I have about this scandal: Can there be a bigger scandal in the comedian world? I think this is the top of the wow. list. Wow! When Dane Cook was stealing from people, that that was huge. Oh, I don't remember that. I mean, uh, Letterman like versus Louis Leno was pretty big. Letterman versus Leno. Yeah. That was like a, the late night wars. Great book about that. Um, but that was like professional. That was much bigger. That was that was much bigger. Yeah. But that wasn't a scandal, was it? It was just two guys who both wanted the Tonight Show, and Leno got it, and then Letterman went to CBS. I also feel like still like like using someone else's joke one time and then realizing the mistake and apologizing. It's not a huge scandal. I think a lot of comedians recycle jokes. It's it's the guys who use. Over and over. over and over and over again. I'll ask you this. Remember the other scandal we talked about with the chess master? So the the guy who uh, accused the other guy of cheating, remember he said he actually had, in fact, cheated on online chess, but only when he was like 12 years old or something. But once you admit you cheated, it's like once you admit you stole one joke, doesn't everyone kind of think, don't you get tabbed as a joke stealer? Like Dane Cook, apparently. 
I yeah. think it's the I think it's the biggest sin you can. It's like the unforgivable sin of the comedian world is to steal someone else's joke. I, totally. I think. I think to Perloff's totally. point though, it's different when you're you have a group of writers, you're reading off mm. a teleprompter right. on a live show, as opposed to if Corden was doing this on stand up and repeated the exact same joke as a stand up, part of his own original act, and took somebody else's joke. Different story. I, do you wonder if one of his writers was setting him up? Think about it. Ooh. British guy to another British guy. Maybe you're going to have similar kind of fan base. Maybe people are Ricky Gervais fans. You might be a James Corden fan. Did he know? Did one of the writers know that Corden was going to get nailed on this one? Am I too sinister? I mean, maybe the writer was a former waiter mm. and just doesn't appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> a waiter you know, at yeah. I would think, you know, Corden's playing to an American audience. He probably thought he could get away with it. The writer probably thought he could get away with it. I'm looking, by the way, famous joke thefts. And one of them reminds me. Remember <laughs> when joke theft. Dennis Leary was accused for years of stealing from Bill Hicks. I don't know if you guys know Bill Hicks. He was sort of yeah. the early Dennis Leary. He was a mm. superstar who died of a drug overdose. But Dennis Leary wore that for a long time. Really? And he's one of the funniest stand-ups of all time. It kind of submarined his stand-up career a little bit. And the big one is... Didn't Dan- hurt his acting career. Yeah, he's. I like. I'm. Yeah, a I like Dennis. Lurie. But Dane Cook and Louis C.K. is is all over this one. And apparently, Dane Cook stole from Judd Apatow too. Apparently, so yeah, it's 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 a now worse he's dating thing. like a someone who's like twenty. But I don't think of James Corden as a joke writer. Ricky Gervais is a comedic genius. Mm. They're different. They're kind of apples and oranges. Are they the same kind of performers? In my mind, they're not. No, but they're both up there trying to make people laugh. Yeah, so. yeah, but <laughs> that's that's it. That's the criteria. But Ricky Gervais is one of the top 10 most important comedic figures of all time. James Corden's a great... Am I, is Ricky Gervais Yeah, that I mean, he high? came up with the British... Well... I don't know about that. I mean, Ricky he, Gervais has done so many... He's, he's up office. there with, like, the Richard Pryors and the Chris Rocks and Jerry no. Seinfeld. No shot. Well, I mean, he did do... He did do The Office, and he did do... All those but he didn't books. write The Office, did he? Yeah, he created He was the creator the of The Office? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but we're talking about stand-up comedians. And he's also done like, the Oscars and the Grand. He's, he's the greatest the Golden Globe. No, he's the, the greatest Globes. Golden Globe host of all. He did, I think it, did he do an Oscar or am I imagining that? But he's the greatest uh, award show. He's a huge force. And did you ever see the, the show he did? He did extras and he did that show with... <laughs> I know, but you're, <laughs> just talking, trouble, you're but. talking about shows now. If yeah. You're talking about stand-up comedians. No, 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 not top 10 stand-ups. Okay. But he's considered... I mean, he has a special place in the comedy world because of the British office. Yeah. I think, it, I don't know. Yeah, maybe critical I'm over, acclaim. I totally Top 10's strong, but he's he's considered a genius. Nobody considers James Corden a comedic genius, at least in my circles. <laughs> in your circles. <laughs> I mean, you guys sit around talking about comedic geniuses. <laughs> doesn't rank well, I do remember back in 1986 yeah. when Jerry Seinfeld said such and such, and Larry David responded, <laughs> that is one of the three all-time greatest jokes ever told by two people. What? <laughs> you lost us. Um, By the way, you know what's so funny about the Jay Leno, David Letterman thing? Yeah. I assume everyone in this room is a Letterman fan, not a Leno fan. Yeah. But but Le- Leno used to get the bigger audience. Ironically, all the comedians say Jay Leno was the great stand-up comedian. He had the best act, and Letterman even looked up to him. They yeah. were best friends. Definitely. I find that whole story, the back and forth of them, I can read about that endlessly. Yeah, that Leno and Letterman were really good friends. At least that's yeah. how the story goes. But that Leno was, like, super paranoid. Yeah. And was, like, hiding out to, like, hear the executives on their phone calls and stuff like that. Uh, and was totally like neurotic. Where I think Letterman is was not that way. Totally. Well, Letterman had his own things. Had his own though. things, right, right? Well, they said that you know, Jay Leno was sharp and biting and a stand-up comedian. Then he played it so safe on his late-night show. Remember, he just went right down the middle of the road, didn't offend anybody. Where Letterman seemed to say whatever he wanted whenever he wanted. Definitely. And it, yeah, it seemed like Leno was playing to a little more mass appeal, you know, and Letterman was doing a, a little more highbrow. 
Do you guys like, watch the late night shows now, by the way? I do not. I'm I watch usually the watching sports. <laughs> I, no, mean, I watch 11... the clips. Yeah. yeah. And it seems to me that everyone likes Kimmel. Everyone likes Fallon. There's no, they all seem like they're great friends, all these late night hosts. There's not a huge separation to me. Out of any I think of them. I know the reason why. Why? I don't think that because like you guys watch them as clips the next day or I'll catch one if it goes viral or whatever. Sure. But I think it's because the ratings aren't those wars like they were with Leno and Letterman. Mm. Those were ratings wars. Right. Like they were competing so right. head to head on who had the guests. Like now, I don't, I think the audience is so fractured that you're not. Like Absolutely. going so much on on audience share. Oh right, like Johnny Carson probably had oh, a twenty gosh. share or I something. Admit. I don't even know the number. Well, like Seinfeld has talked about going on Carson, and then you're like instantly the next totally. day you're getting recognized on the street, and you get a sitcom and blah blah. Yeah, now it's it's great to be on a show. Remember, and there was the Conan show. There's so many funny things, know, but Conan. there was no ratings with that. Yeah, uh, one day I saw Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel just switch spots. And they didn't even care. There's no competition there. They hosted each other's shows. <laughs> and they were both hysterical. They're both really great. But there's, there's a little bit of lacking. I like that competition. You know, we haven't had a sports star try to get into the late night stuff lately. Isn't that like magic? Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, James Corden has my favorite late night clip. Favorite viral. Oh, what's clip. that? I'm, I am a carpool karaoke fan. I am not afraid to admit it. Okay. Yeah, you but and 90 million other people who watch it. This is the softest thing ever, and this will disqualify me from hosting a sports talk radio show. <laughs> okay. But James Corden, <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda, and Emily Blunt performed 23 musicals in 23 minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the most awesome thing you've ever seen. They nailed all the songs and all the moves, and it's incredible. He's an incredible theater actor. That sounds exhausting. It's incredible. You will uh, you will be I'm not shocked. Really a theater at this. person. He put on like Beauty and the Beast in a uh, uh, in a car intersection in like a roadway intersection. Yeah. Like every time the lights turn red, him and the whole cast and crew of like Beauty and the Beast would run out into the intersection, perform a scene, sing a song, and then run back when it turned green. He's like a, he loves musicals. He's a Broadway genius. It's bizarre. <laughs> He, and I've never heard him tell a joke. I don't even know what his monologue sounds like because he's just singing all the time. <laughs> Stu and I are just looking at each other like, what happened to our radio show? And then there was that time when uh, him and Chance the Rapper were doing carpool karaoke and they stopped and they picked up Lana Del Rey. It was amazing. How about when him and Ariana Grande were singing Suddenly Seymour from... Oh. That was fantastic. Yeah. Again. There's two... Yeah. Was that Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah. Oh, it was gorgeous. Wait... Uh, <laughs> Do you know even less about Broadway musicals than you do fantasy shows? This is a, um, this is a fun... No, I know... Oh, if we want to play that game, I know less about Marvel and... Okay. Yeah, but it's pretty, clo it's pretty close. I don't know anything about Lord of the Rings or Marvel, and I know very little about Broadway. <laughs> that makes you the coolest person in this room. I'm so embarrassed by this. Can we... Can we edit out this last three minutes out of the podcast, <laughs> nope. please? The 23 musicals in 23 minutes. Oh. That's going to live forever. Perloff, you and me, 23 musicals, 23 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Let's see. Be ready tomorrow when yeah, we debut. Mike, in the break, if you want to sing some Guys and Dolls numbers, I'm totally <laughs> down. You can follow us on Instagram at Maggie and Perloff. That's where it will all be uh, coming up. Okay, we'll get to our NFL team on the way up, our NFL team on the way down. We'll do that right after CBS Sports Update with Rich Ackerman. It's time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Phil in Harrisburg. It's for Perloff. What will you do if the Phillies win the World Series? Don't forget you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweeting it at cbssportsradio using the hashtag askthepros. I mean, I mean you're up 2-1, yeah. hitting bombs last night. You won 7 nothing. 
I mean, is there any question about what a Philadelphia Phillies fan does when you win the World Series? You find the nearest pole, you get up <laughs> that bad boy, and you start screaming. <laughs> I mean... I might light a car on fire. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't like that. But, uh, no, I, I honestly, I was actually wondering about the timing of the parade. So we're 3 to 6 Eastern. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably not going to be able to make it down for any games this week. But I think I could do a sneak peek of the parade. Can I do the parade and get back here by 3 o'clock Eastern? When do championships? It's been a while. I went to the 08 parade. Yeah. Uh, actually, I remember. Was Wait, it- did you go to the Eagles parade in 2018? No, I did not go to that because I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Was, there's no, a lot of energy. There's a lot of energy Why around Why would you be terrified one. about that? Uh, this one has a scary vibe, but Philly's parades are a little nicer. The weather's a little better than the Eagles parade. Not that there's been a lot of Eagles parades. There's been one. So <laughs> I think you know what fun. the weather's going to be, hypothetically, on whatever day they end up clinging? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it'd be fun to go down. I think I should go down the parade. What do you guys think of that? Okay, so does that mean then... So if you go down for the parade... There's no chance you're going to be back by the show. First of all, the earliest the parade's going to start is what eleven. I have no idea. I don't know how these parades work. I don't have a lot of experience. Now, if you go down and just watch like a few minutes of them on the floats and on the parade, and then run back here, maybe. But if you stay until they get to the podium and start talking, and Jason and and all these guys oh, are Bryce yeah. Harper's talking on the mic, yeah. Yeah, there's no way because you guys ever two or three. Have you, I've been so I I went to that Phillies parade when they beat the Rays. It was not that much fun. Really? Why? Uh, it was kind of boring. I don't know. I wasn't wow. so into it uh, because I was sober for one thing. That was a key component. <laughs> that was, was your missing. first mistake. No, yeah, um, yeah, that was the first and sort of deadly mistake. If you're going to be out there with a million <laughs> other people who are also drunk, that's nine hundred ninety-nine thousand people who are drunk, and you're the one sober person. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you get like the end when they're yeah. all like. It was this also is our- hard to see the players on the floats where I was. I think I was a little late. Have you guys gone to any um, for a team that you root for? Never, no. Really? You no. guys never went to any of the Yankees ones? No. Oh, my goodness. I was at the Yankees game clinching World Series twice, so I got to see that. Are you talking about, like, oh, the late 90s with Jeter? or not 96, just I was there. I was like five, well, maybe 15 feet away from Charlie Hayes when he caught the final out in game six. Whoa. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. very cool. Well, I mean, that was part of my job. I was a vendor, so I was selling soda. You're being paid to be there to, to sell the, the lamest thing in the stadium. <laughs> well, Maggie, have you ever gone in a non-professional element? Yes. Uh, no, I've only gone in a professional element. Okay. Yeah. But I that's think. not, that can't be nearly as fun as being celebrating. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. You're getting like man on the street sort of like interviews with people. Yeah, those are always rough. Some of them are, <laughs> some of them are cool. I'm trying to think of an unusual one I went to was the Women's World Cup. Remember they won? Oh, they got a ticker tape and down in And they got York? a ticker tape. And we went to that and it was kind of cool. It was cool like Canyon of Heroes in the city? Yeah, that was that was for Sports Illustrated. Um, I think that's it. I think I was at the Giants yeah, 2011 yeah. also. I was at that one. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, it's been but a bit of a dry a spell. Fan, but as like a working. The other question is like the ticker tape parade. Like that's been the thing. Do we still do... Ticker tape? I don't know. New York has not won a lot of titles. No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's hard to argue. <laughs> it's, it is hard to argue. Uh, I think that the parades, they always look fun to me. The one that looked the most fun, I thought, was either the Eagles in 2018 did look fun on TV, but the other one was the Cavs. See, the basketball oh, parades are the best because yeah. it's summer. Yes, it's. I think they have a great vibe. Remember when the Lakers would win and Madsen would be doing that dancing, yeah. and, <laughs> and you'd get the Bulls would be up there and be drunk. You're right. The NBA ones are the best. Yeah. Uh, the the Warriors. Actually, the Patriots ones were a little fun because you had Gronk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Rock was always fun. He would, and then you had remember in Tampa, Brady almost Brady yeah. threw the funny. Lombardi the trophy in the ocean. The <laughs> yeah, they had a. You know, I I I live in Brooklyn. If the Nets win a title, which I don't think is going to happen now, my wife and I were talking about. There's nowhere for there to be a parade over the Brooklyn Bridge. That's in. Why would they go over the Brooklyn Bridge into Manhattan? They're the Brooklyn. Nets. Like they do anything that makes sense. Have you have you been <laughs> following this team for five seconds? Everything they do is totally Hold on, Brooklyn backwards. Nets, Coney stupid. Island, isn't that not the way to go? I don't know. I, I have no idea where they do a parade. There's no Coney Island. <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn. They have a big water, parade there. You got the you got the you know boardwalk and the games and the food and Coney Island could be fun. Uh, I from where the Nets are right now, if they actually won the championship would be the most shocking and also unsatisfying moment in sports history. <laughs> like nobody is rooting for this team to win at all. Steve Nash would not be happy with this. No. <laughs> Steve Nash, who looks like a winner now because he's as far away from this team as humanly possible yeah. would turn into a, a loser of the, of the outcome if they go on and win. Yeah. Uh, well, if we're going to do, Teams that are in trouble, power rankings. Who do you have at the lowest now? Is it the Nets with this whole Kyrie, Steve Nash mess, or is it the Commanders? It could be the, I think the Nets, the Commanders, I mean, the Browns are getting Deshaun Watson is going to be coming back soon, so we're going to have to rehash all of that. I mean, yeah, that's not going to be the too The Commanders fun. feel like they're at the top of the list. They've won like three straight games. They're getting rid of Dan Snyder. It feels like the Commanders are the big winners in all of sports. Yeah, did, you hear the, did you hear the sports break just now? They have the feds looking into them now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that also makes so much sense. Yeah. Ackerman did the sports update. The, the the feds are looking into financial improprieties. Like, oh, that's why he's being yeah. forced to sell. Had nothing to do with a toxic worst place or the women who are getting harassed or maybe even the stadium not being able to get built. It's because he was allegedly stealing from the other owners. See, I think that's why you can make an argument. The commanders are at the lowest because you have a feeling, well, there's more to come with the commanders. There's just, it keeps unraveling. Same with the Nets in a way. So what do you think happens? The day that, if Snyder does sell, mm -hmm. let's say he sells, and on the day that the cheat team changes hands, does he release the dossiers if he indeed has them? Oh, he definitely does not have the dossiers. You don't think that he <laughs> no. is schemy enough to have get private investigators? It's I think Dan they all Snyder. have dossiers. I think Jerry yeah. Jones has dossiers on half those guys too. I think Snyder's got dossiers on Jones. I think you could look on Instagram and see Jerry Jones doing things. What are these going to say about Jerry Jones that we don't all already know? Well, that's why, like, Jim Irsay was the one who came forward yeah. to be like, you know, we need Dan Snyder out of here. It's like, ooh, are you sure he's not going to look into it? And he's like, look yeah, into just it. Google Jim Irsay. There's, and a there's lot plenty there. of mugshots to look at yeah. right there. But he owns been it all huge now. Huge investigate. Yeah. Well, yeah. as far as we know. Yeah, but he's like, Goodell doesn't have dirt in every one of these guys. Come on. No, I think Goodell was worried that Snyder had dirt on him. Sure, but, you know, it's like, all right, listen, you know, you show dirt on me, I got you right back. Like, you know, it's a, it's a game of chicken, It's I a mudslinging contest. Yeah. Great. We're all got a front row seat, lucky us. Billionaires fighting about each other. Yeah. I mean, I do think there is definitely a disassociation. At the end of the day, the owners are entertaining, but we, we care a lot more about the team. As we should. But yeah. I think the Nets are the lowest it could be right now. Yes. You know, you got Charles Barkley is like one of your biggest ambassadors calls out the league yesterday on TNT saying they should have suspended Kyrie. What are you doing? You know, I mean, that's that you're never in a good spot there. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would argue the commanders. I now, just see, think I'm with Samter. I think they're on the way up. They shed that dead weight. Dan Snyder. Dan I mean, Snyder. they've been investigated by the feds for like a year now. I mean, you guys are saying, different. I think they yeah. must have a whole wing like at the FBI. It's yeah. like, that's just our Washington football team wing. Got 50 agents on it. Yeah, but you guys can think that Snyder is gone. Until he's gone, it's 
It's like The Sopranos. Tony got investigated by the FBI many times, <laughs> and they never quite got to him. <laughs> I'm telling you, Snyder's not done yet. Well, did somebody get to Tony at the end? Not the feds. Yeah. Well, I don't big, know. <laughs> big debate. Want to rehash the don't end of Sopranos? <laughs> yeah, right. He definitely died, right? I think so. This is a really interesting show. We've revisited Letterman, Leno. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Very about timely, this show today. Yes. I haven't <laughs> grudgingly admitted my news. love of Broadway. <laughs> yeah. Tony died. I think we're all good on that one. <laughs> it is November 2nd in the year 2022, and the final takeaway from the show is that Tony Soprano died in the final scene. Was that a decade ago? I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Daniel Snyder's still alive, though, Maggie. <laughs> Bad news. Alive and well, and being investigated by the feds again. Uh, thank you, Mike Samter, Stu Kovacs. Thank you to Gary Danielson, who joined us. If you missed that, download the Maggie and Perloff podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll be back tomorrow. See ya. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.